0: Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good afternoon to you. This is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. This is our second show for the day, and our last one before we take a little time off to visit with uh, Merry Christmas time and whatever, so this will be fun to go off with uh, a lady by the name of Alara... Laurel Erica, Erica. And you'll find out how she even got her name in just a moment. It's, it's hard to describe exactly what she does because she's a real like word person Smith and she has a ability to distill a very, um, lots of um, um, flying particles and words and put them all together and help people do that. But you're gonna find out all about her. She absorbs a lot of new information in a relatively short period of time and she kind of finds a central spine. Sounds like me as a, sc- a screenwriter, we have a central spine to every story, right? That's the way it works with, with movies. We have a central spine. So that's kind of the way her, it's uh, uh, laurelerica.com and you'll learn more about it as we move along. So let's say hi to her, invite you in. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com, 888 888- Miss Erica, good morning to you.
1: Mr. Timpone, (laughs) lovely to spend this time with you.
0: So, you're, the whole word thing to me. Well, first off, I want to tell, please tell people how you, came upon your last name i thought you told me right before let
1: me just give them the correct website first oh you um, gave my editing website and i do only editing for a very few ah. select people occasionally my real work is wordmagicglobal.com
0: oh i'm so sorry
1: That's all right. My tagline is wordplay that unravels mass hypnosis and elevates the frequency of consciousness.
0: Whoa, do I love that one? Okay, say that one again because I'll have to... Yeah, that's great. That's a great line. Go ahead, say that again.
1: Wordplay that unravels mass hypnosis and elevates the frequency of consciousness.
0: So that would be your story spine as we say in screenwriting to your to your life right
1: that is the distilled essence of what i have created discovered and co-created with the divine resources that work with us all and it is it is what the work i do accomplishes i have many Taglines. Another one is turning the tide on the global sea, S E E, of consciousness Ooh. until it lifts us all to higher ground.
0: I love that too. Hey, is the website, uh, I want to put it, this yeah. in your title, is it wordplay.com that I hear you say?
1: Sorry. Word Magic oh, Word Global.
0: Ma- okay, go ahead. Word Magic
1: Word global. Magic Global.com. Another more recent way of describing my work is Om grown grass fed <laughs> synergistic mistolinguisticism. <Mr>. <laughs> Self-enlightening wordplay on beyond the leading edge.
0: Well, all those are worth, you know, you could do two hours on all those all those little taglines, couldn't you? you could
1: just, yes, yeah. right. So now my own tagline. Um <laughs> we all are given name brands when we arrive and usually they are heavily weighted with other people's past acquaintances and or expectations. So in my mid-30s, I realized that many women had had many last names all belonging to men and called their surname, and that I needed to harmonize the internal orchestra within me before I could possibly merge with someone else's um, orchestral suite. So I, I knew I needed to marry myself, and I had the kind of an upbringing that sets one up to isolate for long periods of time and co-create divinely. In other words, a lot of options were foreclosed based upon the reflections I received. Um, I <clears throat> so I changed first name and last name, the first to jettison that whole energetic package and the first name was suggested to me by a psychic I was working with at the time and um, he suggested laurel and since I have felt like a human being from the tree family, from the plant family, a laurel tree, a very fragrant leafed tree, uh, seemed an appropriate name for me Erica was a name that came to me in a meditation with some intuitive healers as the part of me that had not gone through the rigors of the early experiences that were so deeply wounding. Hmm. And so Erica just popped into my head with this spelling, A-I-R-I-C-A. So I did a little ceremony of marrying myself at my favorite wilderness park in Malibu, uh, appropriately called Charmley Park. And I legally changed it back then, and it was 20 years before I knew what the name Erica meant. And it suddenly came to me in an epiphany, which I define as a sudden recognition of the obvious. Hmm. And what I recognized in that moment was that I pull ideas out of the air, and they're a eureka experience. So
0: I love that. That's just... I
1: know yeah. about yeah. words. I-
0: Called out of the air, yes. And this is this is where creativity comes from, right? You know, I know this when I as a screenwriter that I'm not that smart. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty on on the ball, but I, I, you know, I just ask, like, what would be a what's what's the next thing that so and so could do in this in this story? And I just wait, you know and I'll sit there and just kind of wait, and and all of a sudden, it might take a minute, or you might start washing the dishes, and something will come in, and you say, well, where does that come from? Where do you think it comes from?
1: Well, I recommend to people who participate in my Sacred rights Creative Circles that they look at the TED Talk by Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, and yeah. I think magic. And the the TED Talk is called Your Elusive Creative Genius. So Jesus himself said, or is quoted as having said, I of mine own self do nothing. It is the presence of the divine within me that doeth the work. And similarly, Ralph Waldo Emerson talked about getting our di- our bloated nothingness out of the way of divine <laughs> circuits. So we are uh, a receiving and transmitting um, system, biorobotic system. And when we open to the infinite divine intelligence, which to which we all are heir, it is what we come from and what we're made of, then the genius comes through. So genius is not a capacity that some have and others do not. Everyone is equipped to download divine ideas from the ultimate infinite creative source.
0: Which as you said, and in my, I totally agree that we, this is what we're made out of, right? This is our essence. That's pretty cool right when you really contemplate on that one Miss yes Eric
1: <laughs> well and and the word infinite locates itself as infinite in, so we in, are the finite the infinite is infinite so there's no way to be separate from that which embodied in through and as us another wonderful (laughs) book. I read only the article by Oliver Sachs, who was maybe a neurosurgeon and wrote a lot of books. This one was called Musicophilia. And he, uh, I saw it in a New Yorker article years ago, still available, I'm sure. I'm not quite sure the title. Uh, Maybe Bolt from the Blue. But a neuroscientist, pre-cell phones, standing in a phone booth, about to hang up from a call with his mother um, is suddenly struck by lightning. It propels him out of his body, which slumps to the ground. He is flying free, not delighted that the woman who was waiting to use the phone was applying artificial respiration
0: because he
1: was was happy being gone. He
0: was above his body, yeah.
1: Uh Yeah. And anyway... (laughs) Uh, when he came around, and she had an ambulance there for him, and he said, I don't need to go to the hospital, I'm a doctor. And she said, well, you weren't five minutes ago. <laughs> In any case, he did fully recover, but what came with him was a love for piano music that led him to acquire all sorts of piano CDs. Then,
0: Yeah, I don't know why we're freezing up here.
1: became his profession he became a composer and all that music as it did for Mozart came from outside the brain
0: came from outside
1: yeah. the out, brain
0: outside the brain and let me uh, take a minute here because we're having a little internet thing um, and um, see if these guys can fix it fix it please we should have dropped out of school just kidding Dropping
1: out. That's <laughs> a wonderful man. Do you know of Paul Czech?
0: Yeah, I do. I, uh, years ago, he did with the exercise guy, Paul Czech.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the Czech Institute, body, mind, spirit, shamanic, wild man. Um, he <laughs> dropped out of school at ninth grade. Did he really? And is probably the most hyper-educated, brilliant man. I've ever met.
0: So that's why all of us who are soul, right? We're not the body, we're not the mind, we're souls. That's why we all are geniuses if we care to participate in the genius realm.
1: Well, Bucky Fuller, one of the great geniuses of the 20th century, said that we, um, something to the effect that all people are born geniuses you know some of them grow up less damaged than others (laughs) and he also defined a genius as someone who had a good mother so a lot of us were not so lucky and and i think maria montessori explained that a window opens up when a child is two or three years old and to the infinite and if the parent is attentive to it and supportive of it, that window stays open yes, throughout yeah. life. For most of us, I mean that isn't the experience. Um I grew up not knowing I was intelligent. I was a genius who thought she was an idiot. And that's most people's experience. Yeah. And saved me was a compulsive fascination with puns and the symbols of the alphabet. Oh,
0: so you, early on, you were really uh, curious and interested in the words, you know, like word mat, uh, word play magic. Um, yeah. The, the word thing is so fascinating to me, uh, Miss Erica, because I have been able to see in the inner worlds, when I do a little soul traveling, one right, of my body is sleeping, that uh, this, this, this experience is like a hologram, right, that we're in, my, this is what I saw, and that every, <clears throat> every thought that I believe is real, let's just say that way, is in the body at that moment, is in the body, and it stays in the body until I say, oh no, that's not real, and then it's gone, poop, poop. and it's it's all kind of on one one piece, even though it's separate. That makes sense, right? Soul, mind, body, but it's separate and and together. And when you look at your work and think about how much baggage and information and um, energy are around particular words, it makes it even more powerful. Because, so I'd like to talk about that. So say, let's take a word that we might say that we don't know how much energy that maybe we don't want. Mm, Can I say it like that? Um, And we repeat and we believe. For example, I think aging is a scam. You know, I think it's all made up, totally. I think the only reason we age is because we think we're supposed to and we believe in time. And it's, you know, I'm 76 and, you know, I... I'm going the other way, baby, uh, you know. So um, so. do you even like the term age? Do you think there is juice into that if people say, I'm or old, I'm 45 years old? Is there energy around that that even makes it more so than what we believe the word means because of movies and stuff?
1: Well, because of all sorts of things, because of the word itself, um, hmm. relatives... Had a baby girl this year, right? And wrote an article. I forget what blog it is, what its name was, but it was about how we say that baby is one day old. old. We are old from the moment we arrive. <laughs> <laughs> one day yeah. 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 So I mean, we are constantly aging ourselves, as you say, with our beliefs. Which we acquire from the media, from the language, from the culture in a multitude of ways, yes, and we be, we become decrepit um, through these language through this language. And I talk about um, what what happens often with older people is what I call a hardening of the ideologies, along with the arteries
0: the hardening of the ideologies okay
1: just a little pun on artery and ideology, but both make you old. If you hold on to old ideas without updating them constantly (laughs) with new information, which academia is certainly guilty of, they don't want to have to print new textbooks or repudiate everything they've taught up to the present moment because new information tells them that it's wrong. So it's very hard to get from what I understand, psy research into academic and medical institutions. Greg Braden talks about the Darwin's willingness to um, allow his own theory to be evolved, knowing it was a theory. Best knowledge at the time, but now, as as Braden presents, there's a recognition that there's no missing link between us and like Neanderthals. There is none found because there was none. The upgrade happened. Um, we don't know how, but with a and yeah. of some chromosomes, yeah. <laughs> strategic places. So we're so much more than we know. And we have a language and a culture that dwarfs us. Mm -hmm. And I like to point out that when we're in a low flying airplane or tall building, we get the perspective to see we're living in a little tiny toy town um that towers over us, but is really just an artificial reality, stage sets on which we live our lives. And we are so much bigger than the little avatar we walk around with in this particular yeah. game.
0: Well said. That's beautiful. It it's I, I like what you said about then when we just we change our perspective and then we change it's like we reprogrammed the way we think of something. Um, I know uh, five, six years ago, I would never have even said I am 76, right? Because I just wouldn't do it because I still had some of that 76, like what it would mean. So I would say I'm 76 revolutions around the sun. Now I don't even believe we revolve around the sun, so I don't say that. Or I've had my body 76 years. But once you... Once I really understand it, that the aging thing, and I really get it at a deep level, you can say you're 76 all day long, and it doesn't affect you because that energy is gone. Does that make sense? It just it doesn't yeah, it, it does. doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. Right.
1: Um, it may in other people's oh lives sure of course get their projections, right. but. Years ago, it occurred to me I have the spirit of a spring chicken, but <laughs> the body of an old fryer, spelled friar, spelled F R I A R, a wandering monk. So, anyway, it's fun to play, and we liberate ourselves as we do.
0: Yeah. So, can you can you speak to a little bit more about um, this idea that I that I know exists? I can't prove, but I don't care. How when we believe in something, like if you believe in a germ. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's in your body, or you can catch some imaginable. I don't believe in germs, so, uh, but you can catch it if you believe that you can. Um, sure. If these words have more um, deep meaning to them, does that even um, leverage or make it deeper than what I've been able to see? You know, if the word has a lot of juice to it, if I put it like that,
1: so, if you withdraw your belief from it, yes. are you liberated from the juice? Oh, yes. And it can impact on you—that's what you're saying. But Is I, I right? no—I
0: guess the first question would be, if if you don't, if you don't, uh, let's see. No, if you're not liberated from the word, but the word has more juice to it than we realize. Does it even have a deeper impact on the body than I realize?
1: Well, I would think so, yeah. subliminally. Subliminal. I haven't done any tests. Um, gosh, I wrote an essay called um, <clears throat> A Dictionary Odyssey. And I um I'll have to uh, I'll send it to you I'm and to maybe you it. can yeah. post it. But it's about a search I went for the meaning of a word and all the words that came up in between, <laughs> all of which were about the threshold at which you can influence the subconscious mind without alerting the conscious mind. All about hypnosis. And words are hypnosis. They put us into trance states. So the more aware we are of the of the impact of a word, likely it has less impact on us. Um, but I don't know how how far it goes. Greg Braden and Bruce Dr. Bruce Lipton have said changing a word that we use either up, 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 uh, up regulates or downregulates a gene. And linguists in Russia are working with geneticists to influence DNA with words alone rather than cut and paste.
0: Of course. Because, well, there's nothing that's solid, right? This is all make-believe. So the body's not solid. So why would there be, you know, the whole thing about, well, you got this gene and that gene. Well, that's, you know, my opinion, just nonsense. Just change it. You know, you only have it if you believe you do. Uh, and I think that's where we're going. I mean, they remember they did this 23 <coughs> Me thing? Uh, uh, a Laurel, um, what, three, four, five years ago when everybody was doing their little blood thing and they would tell you that you had this gene and then that meant that you couldn't eat this food. And I think it was all made up because all you gotta do is say, well, if I really wanna eat broccoli and I love it, I'll be fine. And you will be. I mean, it, soul creates this whole thing, right? That's the creative process. There's nothing firm. There's nothing. Oh, incurable disease. Let us make that up. Let's make it up. I watched a couple
1: of really wonderful half-hour podcasts the other day with Bruce Lipton um, about the word "the world" being a matrix, mm-hmm. and that this is a part uh, Einstein and the physicist archibald wheeler were in disagreement because wheeler believed that this was a participatory universe that we were creating it as we go right and that is so that is what you're talking about that things are not set in stone Um, genes do not determine it's evidently the epigenome that um, is affected by um, by the influence of the environment, as well, I'm sure, as sure. our beliefs.
0: Sure, sure. But when we have things that come in, in my opinion, of toxicity or, I don't know, EMFs and, you know, all the stuff that we, that we have a challenge with, in my experience, we, we can detox all of those things because they're just, they're not something that, that we said this is the way it is, which it's harder to detox but um, you can uh, you can let go of anything, right? Because there's
1: well, some systems are more sensitive than others. I have a friend in Australia who is highly evolved in consciousness and. Um, extremely clairvoyant and she's had quite a journey doing her best to um, Mm -hmm. detox from emfs and protect herself from them so if you have a strategy that you might suggest to me i will certainly share it
0: with her oh please i to me this is pretty simplistic but i think it goes along laurel with the germ thing if you don't believe EMFs can hurt you. I know this seems strange. I don't think they can. I just don't. I think that as a soul, that we have an aura, and the only way our aura gets penetrated is from within. And that is from fear and angst or concern or uncertainty which a lot of people have with EMFs. And if you don't have well, that, I don't think it I, I don't think it gets in there. I don't think it does anything. I think it's just that's what I do. That's what I do.
1: Well,
0: excellent, excellent. <laughs> I don't, you know, that's what I do. You know.
1: I think the the big four letter F word is fear.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's a big one, huh?
1: Yeah, that's the one that really um, tangles us up.
0: Yeah. Look what happened with this whole. I don't. Can't even say it because it will dox me I from YouTube. I know. Two. I know what you're going to you know say. What you're Look I what happened with it. this whole thing. Look yeah. what happened. Yeah. This has never been isolated, never been isolated, never been yeah. proven to exist. So yeah. if you, and you in your business, and you know about words and programming and hypnotism, and whoa, what they these people have been able to pull off the last three years, it's like, whoa, interesting.
1: Well, look at the phrase we've had for great success on the internet going viral.
0: Going viral, exactly.
1: And then the whole world went viral. And I remember after uh, Princess Diana died, oh. I thought about the chant that was going on for years when she'd show up somewhere Princess die, Princess oh, die, Princess huh? die. Wow.
0: <laughs> I got goosebumps I, when you said that. That's crazy
1: it is and i remember during uh one of the many wars where um (laughs) some reporter was oh well you know how people on wall street talk about making a killing in the marketplace and then a few years later i hear an announcer talking about in this war area iraq iran you know about a killing in the marketplace these phrases take on energy and become literal. And
0: because the more souls that think about it and believe they are they it's that just sure. that's how it works, huh? Wow.
1: Well that certainly adds to it, but sure. it can it can function all by itself, just you <laughs> and the way you alone use words can influence what happens to you um, for the good or not.
0: What do you personally do for an extraneous thought that comes through when you're washing dishes that you don't you're not crazy about how do you How do you deal with that?
1: mind shatter yeah well <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> um, it depends sometimes i'm I'm just able to push it away, yeah. You know, just ignore it. Other times, it's like these little demons circling around like little mosquitoes. And (laughs) I have to do more, you know, either visualize just expelling them or um, just primarily not engaging and letting it be okay that they're there and not taking it personally, because we live in what Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith has called the sea of human garbage. And we think we're isolated beings, but again, we're sending and receiving stations. So it's very easy to pick up other people's anger, their thoughts, um, all sorts of things that aren't our own. And so anchoring, regularly in one's own heart, tuning in. Where am I right now? Oops, I'm lost in the swirl. (laughs) Uh, You know, the mosquitoes are buzzing or sometimes when I'm in a place because I feel quite triggered. uh, It's like I visualize yellow police tape surrounding my mind, you know, like crime scene. And so every time I start noticing my thoughts. I remember to see that crime scene tape and I thought, oh nope, not going over there today.
0: <laughs> not going there. Oh. Um, I, we kind of touched on it at the beginning, and this idea of separateness, which I believe, my experience, that that is another uh, another illusion that we are not separate from anything. You, me, God, the squirrels, the bees. We just aren't. But you,
1: know, you dropped out for yeah, a moment. So yeah, I, heard, you, I, I think we're having still
0: on. a little thing going on. Uh, yeah. Just this idea of separateness, I think, is an illusion. That we're separate from God, or we're separate from...
1: Uh, Absolutely. You know,
0: separate from anybody, or separate from me and you, that we couldn't communicate, uh, that we don't communicate all the time, and we do.
1: Absolutely. And I find it very interesting that the word apart, there are two forms of it. When it is written as two words apart, I am a part of you. Oh, I'm apart. And it means unified. When it's written as one word, A-P-P-A-R-T, I am apart from you. So visually, it is misleading.
0: So that's how this word thing gets kind of cattywampus because we've changed the the structure of it over the years. I am a part of you, which is true, right? Or then it got put together and it says I'm a part of you. Wow, that's fascinating. Or
1: I'm apart from you. I'm
0: apart from point. you. Yeah, I'm apart from you.
1: Yeah, there's all sorts of processes that go on that cause the language to. Um, split, fracture, mirror, echo. Some is obviously intentional manipulation that must go back for um, millennia, uh, certainly ongoing today. And Socrates was quoted by Plato as saying, incorrect language is not only a mistake, it imparts evil in men's souls. And Hmm. yeah, Uh, I have lots of quotes to that effect and to the effect that we need to upgrade language, to upgrade consciousness. And that's the ultimate aim of my word magic work is to create a literary lotto in which people are uh, invited to open up to the still small voice within asking for a new word, a phrase, a metaphor that will enable us to conceptualize and communicate about higher consciousness and will inspire us to interact with a higher degree of kindness. And so that will be appearing on my website soon. But that's how we turn the tide on the global sea of consciousness because our words forms the lens through which we see.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. So the idea, um, which I've used, and and I I don't know why more people don't use it. To me, it's the most simple, elegant uh, thing you can say is soul, right? Uh, uh, Rather than consciousness or, you know, People use these terms, our higher self. I mean, we're just souls. We are. When our body dies, we just move on to someplace else. I mean, it happens everywhere. Animals, trees, birds. It's just the way it works. So soul, to me, is so elegant, you know, so easy and simple. But a lot of people will say, I have a soul, or in my soul. But that is an incorrect, in my opinion, use of the term, we are soul. We don't have a soul if we had a soul then yeah. there'd be two of us in there and there's only one <laughs>
1: that's, yes that's so true and i've i've looked at soul as an acronym, acronym. meaning every letter stands for something so what i've found is that the letter s is a symbol for transformation oh. and you can on on my patreon page patreon.com word magic global for an $11 contribution, people receive the private URL for my most unusual poem, which is about the letter S. It's called Esoterica by Laurel Erica the definitive exegesis on the letter S in verse. And uh, (laughs) the use of exegesis is a bit of a joke because it means an in-depth analysis, usually of a biblical passage, but I did it of a single letter in the alphabet, and it's the letter that represents to many in ancient cultures the serpent and Satan. But I see it as representing transformation. And this poem, Esoterica, um, reveals how that happens. And uh, hmm. it is in an animation with a professional animator and, uh, and a voice actor. So it's it's a fun ride. Oh,
0: that's so, cool. So, so that'd be your Patreon it, page. And how do folks find that?
1: That's Patreon, patreo com. Word magic global.
0: Word magic global. So the essence right. do we know where the word how the word soul evolved? Do we have any
1: more? Um I I I haven't looked a lot at etymologies. Most people think it is only a word's history that helps you get to its essence. But a lot of etymologies are guesswork. Ah. They're pure speculation, um, especially since Sanskrit was basically omitted by linguists uh, in looking at what is the origin of English and so many other European languages. So soul S-O-L, is the sun, sun yeah. and we mean the soul as everlasting as um, a wonderful Vedic Scholar, astrologer, and Sanskritist, whom I am blessed to call a friend, is Jeffrey Armstrong. Uh, So, J E F F R E Y Armstrong.com. And one of the things that he points out is that the sun at some point will uh, burn out, but the soul, what we call soul, never will. Never will. So, the Sanskrit word atma. You cannot, as others have done, translate that into soul, because soul is limited, ultimately, uh, like the sun. And the atma is our eternal divine essence and identity. Yes. So he did a, a radical translation of the Bhagavad Gita called... Uh, the Bhagavad Gita comes alive because he is, I think, perhaps the first to do it who who is both um, an English language linguist with a basic knowledge of Sanskrit. So he knows where you cannot swap a very multi-layered, precise word in Sanskrit for one of those constantly shifting and eroding words in English. So, but you and I, for the purpose of this conversation, can certainly agree to call our essence, our undying essence, our soul. And my acronym is S for transformation, O for no beginning and no end, the alpha and the omega, U for you and me, Mm. and the open receptive chalice, to the divine download and l is one of the first letters i noticed in the alphabet as having meaning i was looking i was a teenager i wrote on a pad in the beginning was the word and i added l to it and i go oh it became the world so huh. I, wonder, I wonder if L means God. So then I wrote the word God, and I added L. And I thought, oh, gold, what people worship as God on earth, many people. And L, the sound L in Hebrew is abbreviation for God. And there's more connection. So that's how I play with soul.
0: That's funny. I love it. In the beginning was the word, and the word was made God. Yes, I'm taught in my spiritual path that Soul can live without the light, but not the sound. The sound is creates the light, not the other way around. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: that's very cool. And and what path is that?
0: Uh, Eckincar.
1: I thought so. I have an amazing friend who is a long time Eckist. So
0: yeah, it's a, it's a it's a real sweet path. It's very uh, individual. We're just taught that uh, we are a soul. We can do whatever we want just so we don't get in other people's stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. Leave people alone and do what we agree to do. And we are then alone to ourselves. And, yes. And um, then we have teachers, uh, spiritual masters that work with us on the inner planes. Yes. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's just, uh, it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful path and, Okay, can we do a little commercial here? Going do a little commercial. Can you hang in there a second? Okay. of course. Okay, so you won't hear this because the video, for some reason, you can't hear the video, but you can see it, and then we'll we'll be right back. Uh,
2: How if,
1: long will we be?
0: Oh, just a couple of minutes, so you can. Couple okay, of perfect.
1: minutes. Perfect. Thank you. Okay.
2: For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass, in fact it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining, so people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum tube.
0: Indeed it does, Mr. Vitalis, a friend of ours. He has a great company called Sir Thrival, and uh, a suite of products that are just uh, incomparable. I wonder where that word comes from. Incomparable or something. Um, to uh, just wonderful products, everything in Myron glass, we have shaga and uh, Rishi, um, the colostrum, of course, uh, pine pollen, the digestive bitters, about four flavors of colostrum, by the way, and just all kinds of things. They have a new uh, protein uh, uh, product out, and it's made from black walnut. These are heritage kind of uh, uh, forest-grown uh, black walnuts that they, they they actually figure out a way to get it into a powder without screwing up the, the energy and uh, it's really a great, great company. This is Sir Thrival on OneRadioNetwork.com I think there's a good chance for what it's worth that um, hydrogen is going to become like the next Kind of fuel thing. If we really get our act together and study it, uh, um, um, some people believe that mo- many of the stars are are not solid and they are hydrogen and they just they emit their own light. Uh, Rudolf Steiner uh, believed that uh, the energetics of the, the various uh, Saturn, you know planets and stars. We have been breathing and uh, drinking hydrogen water for three and a half years now. It's uh, a quite amazing technology, uh, very safe, and been being used mostly in China, Japan, in the East. And if you're into studies, you can go to molecularhydrogeninstitute.com and look at peer-reviewed studies, and they do work with people who have gone through Um, strokes and to help their body to heal but hydrogen is one of the number one antioxidants ever on earth and oxidative stress oxidation of biomolecules is what really uh, stresses the body so if we take in you know mercury stuff like that or food things or colorings and GMOs these kinds of things, uh, these oxidize. Bad oils are one of the worst ones. Canola, these things ox- oxidize, and then it causes uh, oxidative stress. And this is one of the major causes of di- disease. And we'll talk about that word. That's a great word, disease. Uh, but hydrogen is one of the number one uh, antioxidants. So it'll, it helps your body to, to to deal with these things. It's a beautiful technology. Use promo code one radio. Hundred dollars off! It's the holy hydrogen machine. The holy hydrogen machine. Um, uh, some very uh, interesting technology that was uh, originated in Japan, um, where the whole hydrogen thing is its strongest. Um, holy hydrogen! It's on the front page of one radio network.com. One radio network.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one Radionetwork.com. can
1: do it. Oh. And I just want to request um, it would be really-
0: oh. he, Oh, she's on the phone right now. She doesn't know we're ready to come back. Let me just do this. Tell you, we're with uh, Laurel Erica, um, and her website is. WordMagicGlobal.com. WordMagicGlobal.com. You ready to go? Ready to come back? Okay, okay. (coughs) Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I
1: I want to suggest something unless you're ready to go.
0: No, no. Well, no, whatever you got, go for it.
1: Well, you and I, before we started recording, were talking about our kinship with the elemental kingdom. Yes. And so I had started to share something that we then thought your audience might appreciate. And it had to do with our sense, knowing ourselves and some of the others we've met, that a lot of elementals have incarnated humanly. Ah. Oh. And we being among them. And so for decades, I have felt like a human being from the plant family, that I am not of the animal origin, was my sense of things. Hmm. And I felt like an exile from the nature kingdom until I could help humans harmonize their speech. So it becomes as resonant with earth energies as the most exquisite bird song and uh, whale music and cricket choirs and all of those lovely natural songs. And there is something called the language of the birds. And once when i well several times when i've performed the birds have responded um quite profoundly and i learned that the language from of the birds according to william henry who has a book by that name is actually english or angelish and in my sense of it it will be angelish or english 2.0 and i have several articles i can give you links that people might enjoy but i wrote a vision in verse about what will happen when we upgrade english and it starts out it's called open heart synchrony it's in my book word magic word play that puts a new spin on the world Um, i'll send you a picture in any case, in Open Heart Synchrony, it begins, I think of how exquisite it will be when we endeavor together to create an enchanting living language of supernatural poetry that scintillates so sensually that everything around us begins to vibrate hmm. sympathetically. Wow. So... I have joked about what I've called adult-onset fairy identity, (laughs) (laughs) but but I have felt like an L.M. Entel of the English language. And when I was introduced to Jeffrey Armstrong, the Vedic scholar, by his publisher in Portland of his book. I think it's called spiritual teachings of the avatar ancient wisdom for a modern era i found on page 18 of his book that the vedas are quite clear that beings from devas beings from the elemental kingdom will sometimes take on a human form in uh, eras
0: Sorry about the dropping out, we're having a little issue with the internet, it'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Uh, you dropped out for a minute and it was about uh, taking on the human form, then go from there?
1: Yes, according to the Vedas, the um, beings from the David kingdom will sometimes incarnate humanly to be able to help humanity harmonize with Mother Nature during times of great chaos. Hmm. And when I read that, I thought, that's where my adult-onset fairy identity came from. That is where where I come from Jeffrey explains that I think there's something like 14 layers the human is on the eighth the devic is on the 10th the ultimate is the 14th and beings from and there might be an exchange back and forth human deva human deva until you just ascend fully so if to your audience like Patrick and myself you feel elemental. you feel more David than and divine than human. It's most likely true. I think a lot of people from a lot of planes of existence and dimensions incarnated for this death and rebirth process we're in at yeah, this time
0: feels like it. you know, it feels like that, doesn't it? Um, uh, it's interesting. you mentioned fourteen, fourteenth. Level is a very um, God-realized being in Ekankar so that's ah, interesting. Fourteenth, yeah, yes, fourteenth. Well, it, you know, regardless of whatever religion or path you're talking about, it is what it is, right? So you can you can do it in Buddhist or you know whatever. It's all it's all talking yes. about the same thing because it just is what it is.
1: It is what it is, yes. And some technologies are more effective for reaching it for different people than others.
0: Sure, and everybody. And uh, every every path and every religion is just in its perfect spot, just for the souls that are there right now, right? They may move on and do something else, but for them, this is it. You know, this is it.
1: Yeah, well, and we've got all eternity.
0: That's right. It's like there's nowhere to go, right? where where we're going to go what about the word we talk quite a bit about here because we do a lot of things on natural healing uh, uh laurel is a disease what's what what's with that word
1: well that is disease in his story this, his story are the, yeah. the two primary words that people have noticed that speak for themselves and inform us that reflect back to us what we innately know disease is um, stress creates illness his story means this is not an accurate accounting of what occurred but the victor's telling of the tale it's propaganda so people have assumed that these are anomalous unusual occurrences of the language echoing and reflecting us what i have discovered is that words do this all the time and if you start looking at the way a word is spelled and the way it sounds and turn them (coughs) excuse me inside out and backward (coughs) you will find a lot of very interesting informations Informations, that you you might want to up-level for yourself and share that with others.
0: This word came up in our last uh, interview, um, and it was the term incurable. And the guest um, put forth the idea that the way we cure is through the inside and somehow the word well, turned No, that's very good isn't that I interesting like that. do you think that's possible yeah. and it turned into it's incurable it's incurable
1: yes inwardly curable In-
0: inwardly which is where it were what happens right
1: well and and Dr Joe dispensa has evidence of it scientific and anecdotal evidence that even what you know the most fiercely fatal kinds of diseases and limitations can be overcome. Absolutely. As he described there are uh, healings of biblical proportion at his uh, several day workshops. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. There's no, yeah. no doubt about it. What's another fun word um, that I wrote a few down? How about human? Human.
1: Human. Human. I haven't done a lot with that one, but certainly "Hugh" isn't that part of Ekincar.
0: Yes, is that we sing "Hugh"? We God? sing for a word. For, it's a, a love song to God. We sing "Hugh."
1: Yes, yes. So, so that's certainly part of it. I, I haven't really played with that word no. except to say that all of us need to letter in humanity, and the letter would be E because then we would go from human to humane.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's good. And,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and the very fact that earth and heart are the same word, it's just where you put the letter H, um, hmm. to me means that the purpose of life on earth is not to get ahead of everybody else in the human race. We are already too far ahead of us, haven't taken our heart with us for the most part. But the purpose of life on earth is to get a heart full of love for all of creation. And there was another little idea tagged on with that. That turns us certainly. Oh, inside out, and every every being comes with a compass, an inner compass, and it's located in the heart, and its compass eye on its compassion, oh. yeah. our compass. When we do unto others um, from the kindness of our heart. That is a gift. I call that heart candy. Hmm. The kindness is heart candy. And when we share it with others, we sweeten up our own hearts and our own life because we are a collective being. And so the word generosity right there in the center of it is Eros, which is the god of love. Mm. And, and pleasurable sensual love it is a sensual experience to share love and kindness with someone else and the word um misery is miser ah. ending with a one-letter question why why
0: yeah why be a miser
1: We are all one being, and we do unto ourselves as we do unto others, and it cannot be otherwise. Mm,
0: That's beautiful. Um, So the connection between earth and heart, what is it?
1: It's just where you put the letter H. Wow. At the beginning, it's heart. At the end, it's earth. Mm. So... Ask any child; it's so much fun. Ask any even semi-literate child. What do you suppose is the reason Earth and Heart are the same? Composed of the same letters, they're the same word. You will get some very beautiful, really? profound I bet,
0: answers. I bet so.
1: And and one of the simple ones that are is apparent to me that a global warming of the. Earth, the first antidote to it is a global warming of the heart, <laughs> the heart. <laughs> and we share the precious resources that we have.
0: All right, all right. Yeah, one of my teachers uh, suggested that uh, you know, if the the only thing, the only thing we really come to know by being in the Earth plane is love, then we got it all, baby. You're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wondered also, why do we bother to incarnate when we already are all of it? And it occurred to me, when thing <laughs> popped up. question.
0: It's a good question.
1: Yeah. First, yeah well, well, again, we have all eternity to
0: play around. <laughs> play
1: around yeah. yeah. um, but um, what occurred to me that is that you need a body and a sense of peril in order to cultivate courage. yes, You cannot, as a being, cultivate it in a purely spiritual domain, at least to my right. sense of things.
0: And this is how we grow, uh, overcoming obstacles. I mean, if we, we didn't have any obstacles, there would be no story. There would be no life. Uh, like, yeah. It's just like in any screenplay. If you don't have obstacles, uh, then, the protagonist doesn't have anything to do you know
1: (laughs) well right and so i think of of life as calisthenics for the soul yeah it is a workout and people say it's uh you know you're in school here and i don't recall enrolling many times i wish i hadn't (laughs) um, you know who asked for this i have not particularly enjoyed my earthly journey However, at this age, which is yours plus one, um, I get to give a gift that I've spent a lifetime cultivating, and now finally it's being received and embraced. And that is an exquisite pleasure for my heart. And looking back, it could never have happened if I hadn't been through the challenges that I have.
0: Never would have happened. Uh, Never would have
1: happened. It wouldn't have. So it's all a gift. And one of my many word magic aphorisms is that the fires of transformation sear, meaning both S-E-A-R, mm. they burn, they and burn. S-E-E-R, they make a seer
0: of us. Oh, with the fire, yeah, go through, uh, in the spiritual sense, going through the cave of fire so you... Oh, so you you go through it and that makes you a seer because you're seer.
1: Well, because every... And because that's... Yes. Mm -hmm. And because um, I look at the word crucifixion as C-R-U-X-I fiction and that every soul survives its crucifixion. Yes. And when we do, if we stay embodied instead of jumping out as... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> Evidently, a new Canadian law is making it ever more simple, don't like it here? Leave. Just
0: leave. You know.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. But if we stay, um, we give up the lesser for the greater. Everything that looked like a loss early on, we ultimately find that we got off scot-free, Yeah. and we come through the journey with a gift that could not have been forged by any other means and years ago it occurred to me that under the pressure we're experiencing right now we become either diamonds or dust and what i saw for my own life is that the fire that stole the forest now lights the diamond so that vegetative matter under so much compression became a diamond and I, my childhood was certainly a flaming um, it? misery and um, I'm very happy much more so now than at earlier basically because I'm doing what I love and other people are receiving and enjoying as well and people more and more are speaking beauty and less and less the language of the conquerors
0: i need to change my little battery out here for a second my my little camera is doing something fun here but Uh, we're talking with laurel erica world magic global Dot com. So while I'm doing this, if, tell folks all that they're going to find.
1: Oh, I just see you have it printed wrong. Oh. It's not Word Magic. It's Word Magic. Oh,
0: horrible. Word. man! I, I'm Take sorry. Take that L out, please. I, I'm <laughs> such a lot of, hold on. Let's see. Let me do this, and I'll fix that. Okay. Yeah.
1: So glad I heard you pronounced it and I saw it. That would
0: have uh, before the uh, show, but I had the I had the wrong website. (laughs) Yeah, I had the wrong website.
1: All set in the wrong direction. All
0: set. Well, that's what happens on this Earth plane. I'm going to change it out here and uh, make sure that's right. So. It's word, of course, word magic. What am I yeah. thinking?
1: And it would be nice if you wanted to capitalize the W in I c-
0: word. I can do it all, baby. No,
1: no problem.
0: So, what do you want to capitalize? What do you think? The W and the.
1: the w for each separate word oh, word, cool. I and can then do magic, it. and then global.
0: Not much of a geek, but I can figure it out here. Hold on a second. Um, so, tell folks while I'm doing this what they're going to find. When they go to that website, uh, everything that's kind of on, on your website. Well,
1: you'll, uh, if you become a subscriber, you'll receive my free ebook, which is called The Book of E, a book of alphabet alchemy. You'll also get occasional notices. You'll receive my blogs and notices of the creative, the sacred rights creative circles that I lead online every month, three separate circles, each are four, uh, each are composed of four sessions and of people from the round around the world, who come together to give and receive support in the process of evolving, whatever it is they're seeking to communicate. Um, so, a lot of fun. So, you'll receive that notice. Um, I don't know what happened to the many podcasts I've given. I'll have to ask my assistant <laughs> how come I'm seeing them so easily. But anyway, lots of fun. I will be giving a word magic class in the new year. haven't quite decided when. Um, so, lots of good things to explore.
0: No, I just did that, and it didn't do it. Hold on a second. Well, I tell you what. if they would have told us we had to be geeks uh, this lifetime, you know, we probably would have all just said, "You know, I'm not going to do this. It's crazy,
1: yeah, especially if you're an elemental, you're already operating. I mean, I think that the a lot of the technology simulates capacities that we innately possess, but they've been made material. and some of us don't adapt to them as easily as, especially the younger
0: ones. So when you say elemental, tell tell what do you mean by that. I can't get this thing well, to work. Mm.
1: Go ahead. Elemental, I, when I was learning the alphabet as a child, I thought elemental was a single letter of the alphabet. Of P, And then as a, a grown, well, I don't even know what use. I don't want to say adult because adult is an idiot. And I don't want to say a grown-up because to groan is to <laughs> whine and complain. So it's pretty hard to uh, describe someone then, then my choice is an older person, but I'm not. I've, I have evolved <laughs> greater youth. So difficult to speak English till we collectively tune it up and upgrade it. So. I recognized at a certain point that "elemento" is actually not a letter but a word. The word is elemental. It has to do with the elements and it has to do with those beings, those Davic beings who work in the different elemental departments to help mother and father nature to bring about the, uh, the greatest expression of everything in creation. So then I had to look at, or I felt compelled to look at um, P, the letter P, because what's elemental about P? And what I saw in a book on the esoteric alphabet was that the P in Hebrew represented the mouth. And in the Vedas, Uh, Krishna, as a toddler, his mother, asks him to open his mouth and she sees the whole universe. And we have the whole world in our mouth. We are pronouncing it into existence. And why uh, it forms the lens through which we perceive it and the vibrations through which we articulate and add energy to it. And it influences our perception on everything. And uh, it influences how the brain wires up and it influences how we connect to the matrix and if like me you have only one language that you're fluent in then you have one world view and if you have many you're you're very blessed to be able to see through the lens of many different languages and you could be very instrumental in helping to tune up english when we begin the literary lotto but you don't have to wait <laughs> if there's a a word you know in another language that's more beautiful than what we know start using it and sharing it i remember hearing uh quite a while ago that In Japanese, the word for menopause means second spring.
0: Second spring. So
1: so wouldn't you know it, Japanese women don't go through the same difficult symptoms of women who speak English and think of it only in terms of loss.
0: Of loss. Oh. And so second spring is how it translates in Japan.
1: It's true. That's what I heard years ago. I tried looking for it on the internet. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't recall seeing it. But there's a lot of words and phrases that can be used instead of English and easily popularized through social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And go ahead.
0: Here's an email from Judy. She says, um, "Wonderful guest, Patrick. I wonder what a reaction is to hearing some people." especially folks on the carnivore path, as Patrick is, but I don't say this, but they say, I don't say anything about killing, that plants are trying to kill us. And they're arguing that these plants create different uh, anti-nutrients and substances so they won't be eaten. And a lot of vegetables do that, and they're hard to digest for some people. So I wouldn't say that, but some people do it. So she's asking, does it bother her deeply, and how does she changed that feeling back to a positive feeling.
1: Okay, so Dr. Gundry,
0: who has
1: all these pop out ads on YouTube, has a lot of information about what vegetables really um, don't do us any favor. And I I wrote several articles in the early 90s about uh, reading tree leaves. And becoming so aware of their participation in the conversation all the time and after that exploration with plants i may hold them to my heart and before i cut them and eat them Ah. and um and feel their energy enter me and their willingness to become part of me so um I'm not always meticulous in doing that, but certainly I do it rather often. And it's a different kind of experience. And I've gone back and forth between um, vegetarianism and um, more being an omnivore. Right now I'm in the omnivore camp. I once was doing a blessing before eating a piece of meat, which I don't eat red meat. Um, and I asked I asked the being who had inhabited the body that was soon to become part of mine how it felt about this. And what I heard in my hmm. heart mind was, what does it matter how you serve God? Hmm. And I like that. Yeah,
0: I, I, I get that. So yeah. I, I get
1: when the, I hold feel- the Yeah.
0: I get the feeling that animals know They incarnate here to help people who need to have meat to survive. And they know what they're doing, I mean, in a sense. And they get get to move on, too. Nobody dies.
1: And being honoring of them, appreciative of them, and sourcing them from the highest sources, from consciously farmed animals and just... Just
0: everything. Yeah, I, well said. A, and as you know, you know what the Inuits and, and uh, uh, the Indians used to do, and they would pray when they killed a buffalo and and thank, you know, send the spirit off to somewhere else. And they, yes. they knew it, you know, they, they really understand the sacredness. But everything is killing. I mean, everybody's eating somebody. I mean, parasites are eating something, and broccoli's eating something.
1: <laughs> you know, well, we're I
0: all eating Pat- something.
1: Patrick McKenna said plants are the only non-parasitic beings on the planet. (laughs) And if you look at the word planet, it's all plant with the addition of the E. So again, let me, it's plant plus E Hmm. right there before the T.
0: And planet is also plane. And I Uh believe we live on the Earth plane. I don't think we're uh, some swirly thing around the sun. We do a lot of shows on that. I think that's all made up too. Uh, but uh-huh. it's a plane, you know, it's, it's a plane, plan it, plan it. Well, pretty fun stuff. Well, you're fun to talk to. Thanks for thanks for coming on this show, really. I, to, I had one other word here, where was it? Science, oh, science, science. Anything really fun about the word science, which is so much in the news? Well, We're supposed to believe the science, follow the science, know the science?
1: I haven't looked at science ah. itself, hopefully one of your listeners, but I have looked at the word prescience, prescience. which mean, which is pre-science. Hmm. It means foreknowledge, and it's written pre-science. So that which you know, you know. intuitively because of your ability to in, get into it creates the foreknowledge yeah. that is pre-science. I mean, look at the fact that... <laughs> science is now uh, up to uh, a level where it can validate what the mystics knew. Excuse me. <laughs> it can validate ancient mystical perceptions and understandings. So I look at science as the slower, younger brother of mystical awareness and I wonder how did we ever let that word become so sacred that we <laughs> we make it the arbiter of reality yeah, yeah. when science is also highly biased you think? and <laughs> again,
0: biased, you, yes. You think? Oh, I know what I wanted to ask before we go. So I, I would suspect you've thought about this. So I don't know how we all got here but if we evolved from some kind of humanoid thing. We at some point we figured this whole language thing out, didn't we? We just made up these words, did? Didn't we somewhere along the line?
1: Oh yeah, all words are coined. Someone coined them, right. which is why I'm so confident that we can uh, go to a higher currency. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and some of them are definitely manipulated, uh, but but I think we live in this matrix that is a hall of mirrors and echo chamber, and that words over time are echoing our depths um, and connecting with each other. And one of the examples I like to give um, is the word Mm P-R-A-Y and the word P-R-E-Y and the word prophet like muhammad or as some people call jesus and prophet that's made on his birthday and i once heard (laughs) an npr announcer say jesus would not be happy to know he'd become the patron saint of fourth quarter prophets (laughs) (laughs) and what do we give each other for the holidays we give presents but it's really presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, that has the greatest value when we give our presence presence. to each. And then there's worship or worship, parish or perish. So there's all of these coincidences which don't necessarily at all come from a, 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 a shared, historical root. It's just that lang words are uh electromagnetic poetic frequencies. And as we frequently articulate like like the prey and prophet, I mean, isn't that the shadow and the light of what the so-called holy wars are about? We're saving people. Right. But adds L God to save and you've got slave and and the colonialists have said for eons to conquered peoples now you're a peon uh European and you're a peon so I mean it's always talking back to us oh, and
0: that's fun good stuff I, I love the word recreation and I didn't get it until one night a couple of years ago I was watching a an Al Pacino movie, and he used the term, he was making a speech, and it was used the term, when we go out in the city, he was a mayor of New York, and he talk, and he said, recreate. When we go out, and then I got it, oh, well, that's where recreation comes from, we recreate. And it, up until that time, I hadn't made the connections. There's a lot of words like that, isn't there?
1: Well, and I have a poem called The Time of Our Lives that I wrote in the early 90s. It's about five pages long. But there's a phrase that goes, it's no wonder for vacation we indulge in wreck." creation since it takes tremendous voltage just to give us some sensation <laughs> since we're wandering unawakened in the eden we've forsaken all the while perplexed about the dismal turn that
0: things have taken <laughs> that's great, good for you so when you when, that's great so you are a poet a poetress girl something
1: well um, I once asked inwardly for a title, and I got, well, I, I won't share what I got, but it's fun. Yes, I, I do um, I consider myself the metaphysical mother goose because all of this is pretty simple. And I had written a thesis um about it in the 80s called psychosemantics english in translation and someone the editor at the publishing house who quickly scanned through it said you'll never get it published without a phd and after your name so then years later i was a student of dr reverend uh, michael uh, bernard beckwith and um, we were asked to do a, a creative expression of what this closer walk with god means to you so i wrote a poem and i recited it somewhere and a record company executive of an independent new age label gave me a lot of money to do an album of my verse Isn't that and great? so that's how word magic was born
0: that's how word magic was, was born i couldn't even do the title thing my computer just but it's 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 called wordmagicglobal.com at least we have that yes, and we'll fix it up yeah. and
1: and, um, and, and I have a YouTube channel. Oh, you do? I don't remember if it's under Laurel Erica or Word Magic Global. You'll find it either way. I have a wonderful animator who is creating all sorts of new animations of my work. So um, and, and podcasts are posted there, too. So you'll find quite a lot of fun. And it's, of course, all free.
0: Well, it takes a long time to get young. That's one of our trademarks. So you are just getting started, girl.
1: <laughs> I am. Thank you. Just getting started.
0: Well, it's an honor to, to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Yes. And uh,
1: thank you yeah,
0: so you much, Patrick. Take care of yourself. You all right. Happy thank holidays you. or Merry Christmas, thank whatever you. you prefer. See you soon. Bye bye. Yes. Thank Patrick Timponi, One Radio Network with Laurel Erica. Pretty fun, huh? Yeah, man, great stuff. It's a nice way to go off on uh, a holiday, whatever. They call it holiday in, in Europe a lot. We should call it holiday here. I like holidays. It's more much more fun than vacation. So we're going to take a holiday from, uh, our holy day. It probably comes from the word holy. Holy day, I don't know. We're going to take a holy day. She's shaking her head there. I can still see her on camera. At holy day, yeah. We're going to take a little a holy day and write... Uh, um, work on our screenplays for the next, uh, I don't know, uh, 12 days or something till the first of the year. So um, I'll be around on uh, uh, the computer. So if you have any kind of input, help, can I help you with anything? Uh, can I uh, um, give you any ideas? And we're still doing our, um, our one-on-one sessions during the holiday, uh, so if you'd like to do that, call Patrick in your pocket where we just talk about life and love and whatever, and we do an hour uh, video, and then I send you the audio. We can do one of those. I'll do it because I'll need to take a break from um, rewriting my screenplays anyway. So we'll see you back on the 3rd or something like that, but I'll be here, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, and we're going to stream about 25 or 30 different videos on the front page of shows, or maybe more, that they're just going to keep going until the first of the year. So you'll see a lot of things. Don't forget, we have over uh, 3,500 or more hours of audios on our website, oneradionetwork.com. And um, so if you feel up to buying some things during the holidays, our website has some great, great products, whether it be hydrogen, sulfur, the uh, Relax Sauna, Shen Blossom, Sir Thrival, our air purifier, which is very cool. Our water filters, um, Blue Shield, uh, Pearlseum, the X3. we got some very, very nice products. So if you want to spend some of your Federal Reserve notes, which are just virtual blips on a computer, uh, go ahead and spend it with us. We'll, we'll, we'll take them. It'll be great. All right. I love you all. Let me know if I can help during the holidays. Uh, patrick one com. Cool. May the blessings be. Take care. Bye-bye broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in texas this is one radionetwork.com